Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of The Jadava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Glad to have you with us today. On a Monday, following week seven around the NFL, a couple of World Series games, they were crazy, uh, especially game four. We can get into that later in the week once the World Series sort of opens more up. Uh, wow, NFL week seven. What a week in football. Uh, we thought we got a good game Thursday night between the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, we were in for a lot more than that. I mean, it was it was a good week of games. So I'll start with this. I had a whole bunch of people uh, text me yesterday saying, "Oh, you predicted the Cowboys to win by 30. You know, you predicted Dalton 300 yards, 115 yards for Gallup, 100 yards for Zeke. Uh, Redskins wouldn't score more than 13 points. I know, I know, I know. It's called reverse psychology, folks. It's called you know." I'm used to this. I'm used to getting my heart broken by this team. I'm used to getting my my hopes up just for them to get way let down by this football team. That, And I'm used to seeing this team lose games they should win to the Dallas Cowboys. So I was very cautiously pessimistic yesterday. Or, or yesterday and the whole week leading up to the game. Uh, because, look, the Redskins don't need to win. The, excuse me. The Washington football team does not need to win did not need to win yesterday. Okay, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win the division. They're not nearly talented enough. Okay, and they're not good as good as they looked yesterday. Okay, they played, you know, an average game of football against arguably the worst team in the league. Um, am I thrilled? Absolutely. I will. I will always, always be thrilled to watch my team beat the Cowboys. To watch anybody beat the Cowboys. To to watch my team beat the Cowboys yesterday was. Beautiful. I, I don't know when I'll see it next, because when Dak Prescott's healthy, he absolutely owns Washington. So I don't know when I will next see a blowout win. It might be Thanksgiving. It might not be. I don't know, but it is... Look, I I was, I was loved it. I watched every second of it. I know we beat them 25-3. to I Tell you what, early on in the game, we the Redskins... I keep calling them Redskins. The Washington football team had a chance... At to score an opening possession touchdown, or even put up points on their opening possession. And they had a touchdown to Terry McLaurin at the goal line, and it was called back. He was pretty obviously down uh, short of the goal line, and I was like, okay, whatever. We'll score on a fourth and goal. Kyle Allen will run it in from the one-yard line. We'll have, a, we'll have a touchdown. Of course, Kyle Allen gets stonewalled by the worst defense in the NFL, and then the Cowboys get it at the one-yard line. I'm like, here we go again. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Great drive, 74-yard drive, almost a touchdown on the opening possession. Optimism for this team. And then all of a sudden, boom, they they, they can't get out of their own way. They get stonewalled on fourth and goal at the one-yard line. And then... I say, okay, well, we'll get a safety. Very next plays, you know, they run for a few yards. They get out of safety territory, but it still happened. Dalton, a few plays later, gets strip-sacked by Landon Collins, who, by the way, tore his Achilles. We, we hope nothing but the best, obviously, uh, for Landon Collins. But he strip-sacks Dalton, and Jonathan Allen takes down Dalton Schultz in the end zone for a safety. And part of me just was cautiously like, all right, that might be the best play we have all day. And then the next possession, Antonio Gibson is just running up and down the field on the Cowboys. And Antonio Gibson's an average running back. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, well, that's cool, but are we really 
seriously going to run up the score on the Cowboys. And then they go three and out on their next possession, Dallas. And then a few possessions later, Washington's up 22-3. to And then the Cowboys, at the end of the first half, throw a pick in the red zone. And we're up 22-3 to at halftime, and there seems to be no semblance of offense from the Cowboys. I'm not going to jump around here and say Washington's back. They're not. They, they ran into the Cowboys yesterday. I'm not going to sit around here and say, oh, we're just very fortunate that we, you know, had an amazing game plan. Washington's back. They're going to win the NFC East this year. I'm not going to say that because they're not. Okay, Washington will not win the division this year. The Dallas Cowboys are the legitimately, legitimately the worst team in the NFL right now. I think they're worse than the Jets. The Jets have had some competitive games this year. Dallas is just, I mean, they get, they get embarrassed in the first half of almost every game they've played in since week one. Week one, they came out. They had Dak. They had all these nice flashy receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Oh, and Zeke is going to have another great season. He's always had great seasons. Fifth year in the league. He's experienced. He's weathered the storm. The, the Cowboys are going to have the number one offense in the NFL. They're going to be a Super Bowl team. They're going to go 11-5, and five, make the Super Bowl, potentially win it. And, oh, my gosh, Dak Prescott's going to be the richest quarterback alive. That's all the stuff I heard in the offseason. Cowboys are going to have 3,000-yard receivers. Zeke's going to lead the league in rushing, and Dak's going to be an MVP candidate. That's all I heard all season. And the first game against the Rams, they lose. Dak should have put them in a position to win, but Gallup was called for a ticky-tacky OP uh, at the end of the OPI at the end of the game that would have potentially put them in range to kick a game-tying field goal. But since that game, they have been down 29-10 at half to Atlanta, 30-15 late in the third quarter against Seattle, 41-14 late third quarter against the Browns. They were down 17-3 at one point to the Giants. They lost 38-10 against Arizona last week. And they just lost 25-3 to the 30th ranked offense in the NFL. They scored three first-half touchdowns on the Cowboys. Washington's had a hard time scoring against anyone this year. Not against the Cowboys. Dallas still has the 32nd ranked defense in the NFL in almost every category. They have the 19th-ranked offense in the NFL after they had a previously had a top-eight offense when Dak was playing. They've plummeted all the way from, like, the 7th-ranked offense to 19th. This team, and I love it. First of all, nobody loves the Cowboys being unsuccessful more than me. This is, this is Christmas in October for, for Jacob. This is, they are awful. I, I've ne- I can't remember in my life the Cowboys ever being this bad. Their defense, they can't stop anybody. A couple weeks ago, I said, okay, they're about to play Daniel Jones. They're about to play Kyle Allen. Okay, they're going to win those games, and they're going to be great. Okay, they're going to be fine. We're going to talk about them different. They're going to have a winning record. And all of a sudden, everyone's going to be talking about the Cowboys. Oh, boy, they, they almost lost to the Giants. They got blown out by the Cardinals. They got blown out by the Washington football team. This team is in their next three games. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. You you don't think the Cowboys are going to get just blown out of the building by the Steelers? Yeah, they're going to get shellacked. It's going to be embarrassing. Okay, and then they get the Vikings. 
the Vikings can play. Okay, they've got offense. They've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins can throw the ball. Then Dalvin Cook's a great running back. They are going to get... I, I, I really, legitimately, I don't see another win the rest of this season for the Cowboys. I don't see where they win another game. This is a this could be a two and fourteen team that we see, and they could go one and done with Mike McCarthy. This was a perennial eight and eight or better team for the better part of a decade, and Mike McCarthy's going to come in and go two and fourteen in his opening season. Yeah, he's not going to survive if they don't win more than two more games the rest of the year, and they won't. I know they've had injuries. Everyone on the O line's hurt. Dax hurt. Andy Dalton might be hurt. They got this kid, Ben DiNucci, who's going to have to start for the Cowboys now. Rookie, a seventh-round rookie quarterback may have to start on Sunday night football against the division-leading Eagles next week. Good luck, brother. If, if you couldn't handle Washington's front seven, you can't handle Philadelphia's. This is, I mean, it's just from bad to even worse. I don't understand how a team can be this bad and have this much off-season hype. This team was horrible. Yesterday, there wasn't. I mean, the second half. Usually, in the second half, even when Washington's blowing out another team, as a fan, I'm sitting there thinking, "There's no way we're gonna win." I mean, we. I mean, I'm. I'm just very cautiously optimistic. I don't ever take anything as concrete. I'm like, okay, we're gonna lose. Yesterday, I had no doubt we were gonna win. In the second half, up 22 to three. Even when Washington would punt on some drives and Dallas would put the ball on the, you know, in play a little bit, I'm like, we're gonna win. We're, we are better than them. Everyone's better than the Cowboys. I'm not sure they're better than the New York Jets. And I couldn't tell you how much yesterday I couldn't help but think about that C.D. Lamb draft pick. CD, the Cowboys had humongous holes in two, at least two positions on the offensive line. Almost every position except linebacker on defense, even their linebackers stink. Leighton Vanderush had a horrible game yesterday, and so did Jalen Smith. Holes almost everywhere on defense. No tight end. Okay, and they go, and they're too deep at wide receiver. Mari Cooper and Gallup are players. And they also had this kid, Cedric Wilson, who can play. And they went ahead and drafted a wide receiver in the first round. In my opinion, the 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 position that they needed the least, that's what they went out and got. If that doesn't epitomize what's wrong with this team, opposing quarterbacks against Dallas this season, 16 touchdowns, one interception, 107 passer rating. Oh, and by the way, their only interception all season in seven games should have been called back due to roughing the passer on Jared Goff in week one. The last six weeks, they haven't had one interception. And it's not like they're playing great quarterbacks. Who they played? Matt Ryan. He's not great this season. Russell Wilson. He's great. Baker Mayfield throws picks. Daniel Jones throws picks. Not against Dallas. Kyler Murray even throws picks. Not against Dallas. And then they play Kyle Allen yesterday and let Allen throw for almost 200 yards, two touchdowns, and zero turnovers. I don't understand this team. This is Jerry Jones' fault. He hired a coach that would say yes man to him at every turn. He drafted a wide receiver in the first round when he already had, that was probably their biggest position of strength. And they just have, they have no leadership. After Andy Dalton got hurt yesterday on that hit from John Bostick, by the way, I don't really think John Bostick should be injured, I mean, uh, suspended. It's like, whatever, that's football. After that play, nobody ran to the defense of Andy Dalton. That tells me less about Andy Dalton as a leader and more about Mike McCarthy as a coach. 
This team's undisciplined. They're not willing to go to battle for each other. And this team is awful. And I, they're not even worth my time. I've already talked about them long enough. I'm glad my team won. I'm glad they beat the Cowboys. But I would not want to be a Cowboys fan after watching that train wreck of a football game yesterday. But congratulations to the now second-place Washington football team and Ron Rivera, who's now 2-5 and five as Washington's head coach. By the way, he's done getting cancer treatment, so that is good. We wish him nothing but the best. Okay, moving on. We had an actually a good game yesterday that was exciting to watch. And I was watching that game, and everybody has a hot take. You know, everybody wants to have a hot take about, you know, did the Steelers look way better than the Titans or did the Titans show something by coming back, you know, but the Steelers were up by 17 late in the game. Big Ben ended up putting the Titans back in the game with three picks. Uh, I tell you, I'm watching this game yesterday, and I really don't know if I can definitively say that these two teams are not two of the top three or four teams in the AFC, and that one of them is better than the other. I think the Steelers got the better hand. I think they came out hot. Uh, but in the second half, the Tennessee Titans proved that they are a very balanced team. They're a very efficient team with Ryan Tannehill, and they can play some defense. You know, let's not count Tennessee out. On a given day, they can play some defense. And they're always a good offensive team, always. Ryan Tannehill still has the best pass rating in the league since the start of last year. I believe in Tannehill right now more than I believe in Big Ben. Um, So, look. Watching that game yesterday, I am not going to sit here and definitively say that I think the Steelers are just flat out better than the Titans. Because I think the Steelers are great, but Big Ben, say what you want, 9.9 yards of completion, 6.8 yards in attempt, three picks yesterday. They really don't have a dominant running game in a true number one receiver because some games it's Chase Claypool, some days it's Deontay Johnson, some days it's Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think they have a real identity on offense quite yet. I think defense is, right now, their bread and butter. And they they look great on defense. Trust me, they're a top three unit in the NFL. Uh, There are other units, too. Chicago, Tampa Bay, uh, those teams are great. Baltimore even has a great defense. Nobody has given up less points than the the Ravens. Um, I just think the Steelers, who were... Better for the most part yesterday in almost every way. They had more first downs than Tennessee, more rushing yards, more passing yards, more total yards, um, slightly more penalties and way more turnovers and third down conversions than the Titans. I mean, Pittsburgh yesterday was 13 for 18 on third down, and they out time of possession the Titans 36 minutes to 23. It was a great, great effort from them, but... I still see too much fight in that Tennessee team. Down 17, down 20 uh, with, you know, halfway of the third quarter to go, and they somehow just barely by the skin of their teeth missed a shot to send that game into overtime where I think, you know, it was anybody's game at that point. Um, I think this will be a great race towards uh, and down the stretch. I think both teams are great. T- Titans are 5-1. and one. They, they could very well end up 13-3 and three this year. I believe in them. They are one of the most balanced efficient, well-coached teams in the NFL, and those teams always find a way to be there at the very end. So I am a big believer in the Tennessee Titans, and I really do think that they're going to be there at the end of the year. So that was uh, excellent by Tennessee. There were fans there, too. It's just so refreshing to see fans in the stands for games. All right, I'm going to get into the good, bad, and the ugly of the NFL in a a minute, but I just want to say this real quickly about uh, Tom Brady. Now, I have come on here 
and I have said that Tom Brady is old. He's 43. 43-year-old quarterbacks don't work in the NFL. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be good, but we might be buying it too much into the hype. Boy, was I wrong. I've been wrong every week except for the Chicago week. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have looked unstoppable for a large part of the season. Now, they're not playing great defenses. I know that. The best defenses they've played all year, they've lost. But when they're playing anyone else, and there are a ton of bad defenses in this league, Tom Brady is just absolutely on fire. 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, and don't look now, but I think he has thrust himself into the conversation for MVP. MVP. I still like Russell Wilson. I have a weird, weird feeling about Patrick Mahomes coming out of nowhere to win the MVP by the end of the year. But Tom Brady has put himself on the map. That is a real football team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the most ball hawk, aggressive defense I've seen in the NFL this year. I think they're better than Indianapolis. And I thought Indianapolis was that way. Boy, was I wrong. The Buccaneers are definitely that way. They look great. Tom Brady looks excellent. Hats off to them. They are the surprise of the season because I thought they'd be good, a borderline playoff team. They might be the best team in the NFL all around, and they just got Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, O.J. Howard is out for the year, but they have Ronald Jones at running back and Leonard Fournette. And they got Bruce Arians, and they have a top-five defense. Oh, and their offensive line's pretty good. Oh, and their penalties are going down every week. So we want this, this is the best team in the league. Top to bottom, and Tom Brady is playing very good football. I don't think he's the main reason for their success. I think he's one of the top five. But there are a lot of things to really be excited about if you're a Tampa Bay fan. All right, we do this every uh, every Monday. We do the good, bad, and the ugly of the NFL. After this, I will predict the Bears-Rams game tonight. Uh, but there's plenty good in the NFL. There's some bad, and there's a ton ugly every week in the NFL. Uh, we just keep seeing it. Some things stay the same. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll start with the good. With the good, oh my gosh, the games in the NFL this week were amazing. Uh, first of all, the Giants-Eagles game, you thought that was a good game. 22-21 to at the end, that set the tone. Detroit and Atlanta, the Falcons had a six-point lead with a little under a minute to go. Todd Gurley scored the game-winning touch, the go-ahead touchdown when he didn't mean to. He meant to take a knee at the one-yard line so the Falcons could run the clock out, kick a game-winning field goal. Everybody in Atlanta goes home happy. Nope. They scored the touchdown. They went. Uh, the Lions went right down the field with no timeouts, and Matthew Stafford threw the game-winning touchdown pass to TJ Hawkinson. Uh, and then, of course, they're called for a 15-yard penalty. It's a 50-yard field, uh, extra point, pretty much, to win the game for Detroit, and they did it. That was an incredible end to that game. Cleveland in Cincinnati, that was an impressive end of that game. Baker Mayfield starts 0 for 5 with an interception. He loses Odell Beckham. And after that, 22 of 23 with his loan incompletion, a spike, 297 and five touchdowns. I know he only beat Cincinnati, but, you know, that's the only teams he seems to beat. But when he does, he looks great. Joe Burrow, 406 yards, four total touchdowns. Uh, and had a chance to win that game. It was back and forth late. You know, it's, a, you know, the fourth quarter. Baker Mayfield takes the lead 24-20. Then Joe Burrow throws a touchdown to T. Higgins, 27-24. Mayfield throws to Kareem Hunt. Go ahead, touchdown. Burrow to Bernard. Go ahead, touchdown. Mayfield to Peoples-Jones. Go ahead, touchdown. All in the fourth quarter. Five lead changes. It was impressive. I loved it. Steelers-Titans was a great game. Uh, the 
Seahawks and Cardinals. That was an incredible game last night that almost went the full distance in overtime. And of course, all of a sudden, the Arizona Cardinals missed the game-winning field goal. Then Russell Wilson throws a game-ending pick. And all the way back goes the Arizona Cardinals. And Kyler Murray looks great. And so does DeAndre Hopkins. And they kicked the game-winning field goal. I mean, it was just so much offense. 300-yard passing. It was amazing. All right. What else was good? The Chiefs' defense. Wow, their special teams and defense, they were on full display for everybody to see. Uh, they looked like they had a, a uh, pick six. They had a kick return touchdown. They held Denver to 16 points. Everyone was sort of picking Drew Locke to be a sleeper breakout candidate this year. Oh, well, that <laughs> there goes that, especially yesterday. Kansas City looked awesome on defense. They're a real team. When they're on with their defense, they dominate Denver always. We get that. But when Kansas City can play defense, I, I don't know who's stopping them. I still think with that defense and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid alone, the Chiefs are easily the scariest team in the NFL, more so than Pittsburgh, more so than Tampa Bay, and more so than Tennessee and Baltimore. What else was good? The whole 49ers team. I told you they weren't down and out. They are still a good team. They're 4-3. and three. They dominated New England in New England yesterday. Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham could get, barely get a pass off. It was embarrassing. And the 49ers looked great. They won big time at Foxborough. Bill Belichick almost never loses back-to-back -back games at Foxborough. Last week was, okay, we get it. They had no practice because of COVID. This week they had full practice against a San Francisco team that may not be as good as it was last year. And boom, the Niners absolutely dominated 33-6. Who else was good? Kyler Murray was excellent. Uh, I, I, I keep telling everybody, I think he's good. If he, once he figures out his passing, and once he becomes a good passer, he's the next Russell Wilson. And he looked like the next Russell Wilson yesterday. He totaled 427 yards and four touchdowns yesterday and a win over Seattle on primetime television. Look, he, he had him set up for, they were down 10 late in the game. He took them all the way back. They ended up tying the game. Uh, and he ended up putting them in a position to win multiple times in overtime. If it weren't for Zane Gonzalez missing the first time, he would have won it. Then he let him down the field again. The second time, well done. Kyler Murray looks like the real deal. And the Cardinals are 5-2. and two. They look real and legit. And they've proven they can beat San Francisco. Finally, the good Washington's defense. Six more sacks. Another turnover. Another interception, that is. Uh, and they're doing it without Chase Young really dominating. Montez Sweat, two and a half sacks. Jonathan Allen, a safety. As I sit here wearing Jay Al's jersey. Everybody's getting in on the action for Washington. Ryan Kerrigan's not even playing any snaps, and he comes in every once in a while, and he gets a sack almost every time. I don't know why he doesn't play more snaps, but when he does, he's amazing. Uh, Washington defense held the Cowboys to three points. That's the fewest amount of points, tied for the fewest amount of points Washington's ever given up to the Cowboys, uh, and it's the fewest amount of points that the Cowboys have scored since 2018 against Indianapolis when they got shut out. Well done by Washington defense. They were outstanding. All right, what was the bad? Houston Texans are bad, folks. They're one and six. They don't play any defense. They have a great. The reason they're not ugly is because that offense is just keeping them in games. I don't know any other way to, to describe the Arizona Cardinals other than the fact that, the, I mean, the Houston Texans, other than the fact that Deshaun Watson's great and Will Fuller's great. Those receivers are awesome, but that's about it. JJ Watt coming on uh, post game saying it sucks. I hate losing. Well, your defense isn't exactly stellar or anything like that. The Texans' offense, they're great. 15 touchdowns, 5 picks, but they're 22nd ranked in the NFL because they can never run the ball with Deshaun Watson, and they have the 27th ranked defense in the NFL. 
This team is pathetic. They've lost two in a row. They lost a heartbreaker in overtime last week to Tennessee, and they got just outclassed by an angry, pissed-off Green Bay team that had just lost the week before. Wasn't good. This is not a good football team. I've been saying it. Uh, the Seattle defense, I mean, that, that's a bad unit. There are just some units in the NFL that, that are just bad beyond repair. The Cowboys' defense is like that. So is Seattle's. Russell Wilson, I don't know how much more. I'm watching yesterday Russell Wilson just create magic out of nowhere, and I'm like, I don't know how else he can play. I don't. Know, I legitimately don't know how much how much else he can do for this team to help them win because opposing defense, they have the 23rd-ranked defense. It should be way worse. Opposing running backs, 111 yards a game. Opposing quarterbacks, 92 pass rating, but they're giving up 374 passing yards a game. That's the worst in the NFL. They can't stop any quarterbacks this year. It's embarrassing, and that's the reason that they may not be a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. I'm sorry. Uh, what else was bad? Oh, my gosh. The Atlanta Falcons, they're just chokers. They they have lost three games in which they either had a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter or a lead within 30 seconds. They can't win anything. It's devastating. I, I would be devastated if I were a fan of the Falcons. New coach, new interim coach, same old product. They got to get, they got to evacuate, abandon ship next year because nothing is working for this team right now. And it's embarrassing. It's going to get even worse because there's no defense in Atlanta either. And their offense is okay, but they can't keep them in games well enough because their defense is that bad. Finally, the ugly. Oh my gosh. New England's offense. That's ugly. That is really ugly. They can't score. Cam Newton yesterday, nine completions, three picks, not, not even 100 yards. They Their quarterbacks combined this year, three touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 65 passer rating between Newton, Brian Hoyer, and Jarrett Stidham. And their, their receivers, none of their receivers have 350 yards this season. Julian Edelman's their leading receiver. He doesn't have a touchdown. Okay, Nikhil Harry can't get open. Julian Edelman, all he does is drop the ball, and they don't have any tight end, and their running back situation is just bad. That's a bad offense, and I don't know if anything, even the great, brilliant Josh McDaniels can save what is now the 29th-ranked offense in the NFL. They're brutal. Uh, Drew Locke is ugly. Drew Locke is bad. People were predicting this kid to be a sleeper pick for MVP. I was hearing it all all offseason. These second-year quarterbacks are always great. Not Drew Locke. This year, 1-3 record, 55.9 completion percentage, one touchdown, four picks, 6.7 yards per attempt, 63 passer rating. He might be one of the worst starters in the NFL. The Broncos are awful. They are 2-4. and four. They should be worse. I don't know how they're not worse than 2-4 and four right now because they literally look like legitimately one of the all-around worst teams in the NFL. Offensively, they are challenged. Defensively, they can't score. I don't know what to make of the Broncos, but Drew Locke is a big reason for that. I thought he'd be better. He's lost a lot of injury, uh, a lot of weapons to injury. That's not an excuse. They need to do better. And finally, I can't say anything about the ugly without mentioning the putrid, pathetic Dallas Cowboys, who should be 0-7 right now. They should be winless. And somehow they're they're lucky to be 2-5. and five. How are you lucky to be 2-5 and five when you're a team that had Super Bowl aspirations coming into this year? Opposing quarterbacks, 16 touchdowns, one pick, 107 pass rating. Opposing running backs, 178 rushing yards a game, 5.2 yards an attempt. By the way, they've given up 11 rushing touchdowns and over 1,200 rushing yards this season in seven games. That's pathetic. There's nothing that can save the 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL. Mike Nolan's awful. 
fire him. They still don't have a ton of talent, especially on the back end. That defense made Kyle Allen and Antonio Gibson look like they were the second coming of Dak and Zeke. I don't understand. It's amazing. A team that had Super Bowl aspirations, they might have to fire their head coach before the end of his first year on the job. It's amazing. All right, good. Plenty of good NFL games this week. Chiefs defense, 49ers, Kyler Murray, Washington defense, great. The bad, yeah, the Texans are bad. The Falcons are bad. Seattle's defense, terrible. The ugly, the Patriots offense looks bad. Drew Locke looks ugly. And the Dallas Cowboys are the worst team. And Are we sure they're worse than the New York Jets? Are we sure they're worse than the New York Jets? I'm not very sure. I'm not. They look awful. All right, my prediction for tonight, Rams and the uh, Bears. I'm predicting the Saint, the L.A. Rams will win this game 20-17. to 17. It'll be close. I don't know if it'll be that score, but it'll be somewhere in that ballpark because the Rams have had inconsistent scoring. I think they're a very efficient offense, but they've had very inconsistent scoring this year. Some games, yeah, they had 20 points against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but then they explode against the Buffalo Bills. I don't understand them. I don't understand the Bears. Uh, but they're due for a loss. They're five and one for no reason. They're due for a loss. If they win, if Chicago wins, they're legit. I don't have anything bad to say about Chicago if they win tonight against Sean McVay and the Rams. And they have it historically. Jared Goff has been harassed by Chuck Pagano's defenses in the past. It it could get ugly. It could it could get ugly, or it could be a very close nail biter with a bunch of turnovers. Picking the Rams though to win by three to get to five and two. They got to keep up with the Cardinals and the 49ers in that division. All right. Thank you for joining us on a Monday. We will be back with you on a Tuesday. Enjoy tonight's game. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will see you live here tomorrow on the Jadava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Whether you were listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.com, or any other podcast platform, uh, you've been listening to the Jadava Show, and have a great rest of your Monday. Take care.